Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. Well, welcome to Face to Face Live. I've got a, a very special guest with me today on on Face to Face Live, and, and we are actually uh, now posting on Facebook and YouTube and, and, and getting a lot of uh, great traction there, actually. So you can listen on the podcast, of course, Face to Face, iTunes, Spotify, but also you can catch us now uh, and sometimes to seeing live interviews. And so I'm thrilled today to have Cody Westman here today uh, talking about his uh, new film, Heller Clean Water, world premiere at Hot Docs. Uh, we talk about uh, some of the festivals that, that, that are coming up for, for him and his team. And what a, what a wonderful film. And you are, you're going to love this film. I mean, uh, and I hope you're going to really enjoy the interview. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will. Cody and I had a great time. Another one of those classics that could have gone on forever. And a few of my Hot Docs interviews this year have really been that way. That's just been such a delight to hang out with folks. Even, the, even if it is digitally, uh, we were still live and face-to-face today. So that's a, that's a beautiful and an amazing thing. Cody and I talk, uh, obviously, about the film and about some of the challenges around it, but we talk about changing the world. We talk about how uh, how, how how that is possible, and there's this, this the, you know, despite the challenges, d- despite that, you know, uh, Sisyphusian, I suppose, is that a real word, uh, struggle of pushing the rock up, up the hill. You know, one person can make a difference, as Sean says, and he's going to prove that theory. And that's what this film is all about. It's beautiful cinematography. We get to see the eastern coast of Canada in a, in a new way and, and get to see what's below the surface as, as well as what's above the surface. We get to see the implications of that. So Corey and I talk about, you know, how, 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 how these things take time. Cleaning up the environment takes time and how uh, this, this man and his um, um, partner, how they stepped in, how they truly took the plunge and, and took things into their own hands and want to clean up places like Twilling Gate Harbor. So uh, 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 working against 
150 million tons of plastic in the ocean. Uh, and I'm just trying to plant some seeds here to, to grab your attention. We talk about blame and responsibility. We talk about, you know, government coming alongside and sometimes not coming alongside. We talk about, you know, uh, a change and we talk about sea urchin harvesting, you know. I mean, if that hasn't got your attention, I don't know what will. But um, we talk about characters and about what gets in their way and why that's so important to not only life, but as Cody would say, you know, important as, uh, to storytelling and as a documentarian. We uh, we cover uh, a whole lot of ground. We cover how you can actually still make a difference, even if you only have a very small amount of money left in your bank account. It takes passion. It takes commitment. It takes a whole host of things. And I uh, can you tell I love this film? It's important. It's great. It's beautiful. It's relevant. It's meaningful. It is going to change the world. And as I said to Cody, it already has. So you need to rush out to the closest digital theater you can find and uh, uh, check this film out. Documentary channel, Hot Docs, uh, coming up at Northwest as well. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing a part two with Cody. Who knows? Maybe we can do a part two, Cody, in Twilligany Harbor. How cool would that be uh, if we could pull that off in the in the not-so-distant future? So uh, stay tuned. Interviews coming right up. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about the work that I do, public speaking. You can get a copy of Real Change is incremental. Uh, you can find a copy of it there behind me uh, in the bookshelf. And also for those of you watching uh, this interview as opposed to listening to it. And also, please leave us a review. We would so appreciate that. That you know, Just a quick iTunes review. It's really important and um, Spotify, wherever you you know listen to podcasts. And as I said, check out um, davidpecklive.com. You can find all the podcasts there and, and more info as well. Reach out too if you'd like to advertise because we're doing that now as well. And uh, again, really excited about my guest today, uh, Cody Westman here talking about his beautiful new film, Hell or Clean Water. Stay tuned. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a very special guest uh, all the way from uh, Newfoundland today, uh, east coast of Canada. I, I don't know where I am. I guess, am I central Canada? No, I'm not central Canada. Anyway, I'm calling from uh, around the corner from the Hot Doc Cinema uh, here in Toronto. We've got Cody Westman here uh, to talk about his, I think, brilliant, important, and, and, and really fun new film, Hell or Clean Water. Cody, thanks for the time. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's great. It means a lot, actually. Yeah, well, listen, I've, I've been excited to chat to you because uh, I'm finding uh, I'm finding f films that are. I used to make this distinction, and I still do. You know, kind of between a great film and an important film. And my wife always laughs because I actually have lists and I footnote these lists. So you know, for you know, Raiders would be like a great film, but maybe not important. But it might be from a you know uh, a technical perspective, right? Yes, but yeah, then, yeah, right. You, you hear what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I, I, I think yours fits into both categories just wow. because it's, it's so beautiful to watch, but, but, you know, as, as we learn right out of the gate, one person can change the world, which is what I'm all about on face to face. So a congratulations, hot docs. We've got other festivals to talk about. Um, yeah. it's, it's yeah. great to have you. So t t give my listeners, um, Cody, maybe a little bit of context. Well, um, Sean, Bath is the main character, you know, he's the the guy that we started following and he's a he's a professional diver here in Newfoundland and um he's been diving for 21 years um doing the sea urchin harvesting. And so um you know, he, he basically had an a after years and years of di of diving swimming over all this trash that he sees in the in the harbors, he just said, you know, I got to do something about it. He always thought that there'd be a program that came up that 
the government would pay for it. And, um, and, and they just never did. And so he started this thing called clean harbors initiative in 2018. And then in 2019, he wrote me cause I, I do a lot of uh, corporate and commercial video for a living. And, and so he, uh, he wanted to get a price on, on a video to show his efforts at the time. And when he told me in the message, he said, you know, to date, I've removed over 15,000 pounds of trash by myself. I was like, man, you know, this sounds like I'm interested, but it sounds like a lot more than just a, a, a short video. And I just kind of started, you know, feeling him out and, right. and and seeing if he would be interested in telling his whole story. And, and I mean, he was open to any kind of um, promotion and opportunity to get this off the ground. Uh, and so... But I had to really explain to him before we signed anything. It was like, dude, this is going to be, you know, we're, we're not going to just follow you around for like a month. We're going to follow you for at least a year. And, and, uh, and it just, it just went from there. I mean, he was open to it. We, we, uh, we were already in discussions with doc channel about another project that fell through that we won't talk about. <laughs> and, uh, um, basically I said to them, like, can I pitch you another idea to doc channel? And, um, and they said, yes. And we, so we, we went out and shot some, um, footage and we put together like a, like a, a, a proof of concept and everyone just said yes right away. And, and we just, we were off and running. How it's so surprising to me. And we got so many places to go. I so love the film Cody and, and I've got tons of notes, but as I said, I, I just really had a great time as well. It, it, it almost, it, I mean, it's going to exist as an academic document too, it seems to me. I don't know if you've even thought of that, but I, I really believe that. I think there's, yeah. there's so much going on here. So Sean says, and I quote, one person can make a difference and I'm going to prove this theory. Yeah. I, I just so love that. So, so, I mean, we get to know Sean pretty, I think, intimately in, in, in about 90 minutes. I think that's yeah. a fair thing to say. How come, how did he make that, 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 that leap? You know, Gladwell talks about the tipping point. How is it that Sean said, I'm done? You know, this, this mm. is wrong. I've got to do something. About, I'm just fascinated by that because this is the world I sort of live in. You know, you yeah. can change the world, but so many of us don't seem to go there. No, it's interesting because there's another line in the film and he says, uh, you spend the first half of your life doing something that you shouldn't do. And That's you spend right. the, the second half of your life doing something that you should do. And for me, this is a part of it. And for, you know, so I, I just, I think that he always thought that, again, I'd saying he always thought that somebody would come along and the government would come along as soon as he showed the problem. Uh, to the public and everything that, that the public would support him and the government would support him. And it's just not that easy. You know, it takes, these things take time. And uh, so, you know, he, um, what am I trying to say? He just, he believed in it. He knew that it was a problem and, and we were just sort of there to sort of capture how hard it is to get this thing off the ground, you know, and how, you know, how much would you give up to, to get this off the ground, you know? Right, right. Most normal people would have walked away, uh, you yeah. know, a long time ago, right? That's, that's yeah. kind of, and that, and that sort of comes out in the film that, that, that the amount of passionate commitment, you know, it takes, you know what, the log line for the film could have been take the plunge. I just had this image of him jumping in with his flippers and going, it's that's true. exactly it. It's so, it's such a beautiful metaphor, you yeah. know, it's yeah. uh, um, so am I right? Was the quote from Holly Hogan, the ecologist, 150 million tons of plastic in the ocean? 
Yeah, that's a guesstimate. Yeah, that's right. It's I know. just mind boggling. I know. And and that's the thing is that this is a, a, a drop in the bucket like Newfoundland, you know, I mean, but, you know, it's still um, we're still part of the world. You know, I mean, we, we have a little section in the film. We just call it the world section because this was this was never meant to be like this big you know, solve the world's problems of talking heads film full of scientists and narration. And I, I love those kind of films. I've seen all same, of them, Same, but you know, this is a much more personal film, but one person trying to, trying to make a difference. And so, you know, we, we did this world section and, um, but we bring it, we quickly bring it back to Newfoundland and we say like, you know, we're, we're part of the world and you know, this, this is our own backyard. This is one person cleaning up his own backyard. And I, and I don't see, Maybe I'm thinking too big here, but I mean, I don't see why this couldn't be um, a global, you know, initiative. Maybe if this film were to inspire anyone in the world that has water. Which it's going to do, by the way. Which it's going to do. Well, yeah. And I mean, like. It already has. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, why couldn't they go and start their own version of Clean Harbors or even a wing of Clean Clean Harbors Initiative? Clean Clean Harbor Initiative, right? CHI? Yeah, Clean Harbors Initiative. Yeah, yeah, it's so and, cool. And you know, like I just I think that that it could be a global uh, a global movement. So yeah, the amount that's in the ocean is, is is staggering. And you know, there's there's a clip that we tried to license for this film, but we couldn't find the owner. And we you know after not for lack of trying, it was it's a clip from India. And um, you know, it's <laughs> this this garbage truck backs up to a river and dumps everything in the river right pulls it down drives away the next garbage truck pulls up dumps everything in the river i mean how can you compete with that right i mean (laughs) it's and just just the notion of competition there by the way is really interesting yeah i know well it's so it's you know in in a way it's like what he's bringing out uh it doesn't really make a difference but it's the awareness and the and and maybe you know having the the platform of of the film which just has a wider reach than you know sean and his facebook and stuff it it maybe it could make a difference you know i think one of the things that you've uh you peeled back the layer on this this uh, and i think it comes out early in the film this dirty little secret yeah it's it's what i love about about uh heller clean water what i love about chi and what they're doing is they're it's no longer the secret that it was mm-hmm. right and yeah. and I wonder, do you do you feel like we're we're turning a corner at all? You know, popular culture wise, is it is it is it more of a Western distinction? Is it a global North thing? What 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 do you think? I I don't know enough about um, the Eastern part of the world. I would never claim to be an expert in 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 Asia and all that. And you know, um, so I don't know their ideology, but I know that you know. I think to say that it's a hot topic right now sounds a bit cheesy but it, uh, it's, yeah it's it's important and people are starting to realize and i think that the next generation is just going to be so much more conscious about the the environment and you know sean's in my generation because i'm just only a few years younger than sean um you know we're we're doing something about it but the generation before that was the one that really just didn't know enough i mean you can't blame them um i'm not trying to point fingers and blame anyone i'm just trying to you know, ride the line as a documentary filmmaker and, and, and just tell the story and follow this guy. But, um, you know, a lot of these people back in the day, believe it or not, they used the ocean as the dump. 
I mean, and, and, you know, maybe it was the middle of the winter and they, they couldn't dig up the ground, whatever the, the, the excuse is. I mean, would you believe that, that they used to dump everything and everybody admits it. I love that in the film. At least everybody, everybody says, oh, I did it all the time. I used to just yeah. take it, toss it over the side. And it's yeah. like, you know, um, the, the, you know, the, the bilge pump was kind of a moment for me. Yeah. And I just went bilge pump. Oh, okay. So it breaks down on your boat. You fix it. You just throw it over the side. Yeah. There's, there's like this immediacy and practicality almost. Yeah. Um, this connects back to the question, um, uh, Cody, that I have like for Sean and anyone who decides to try to change the world. Mm. It just, it fascinates me. Like what's the drive? Because how is it that he all of a sudden decides, right? This was, this is not good. You know, I, 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 I my father's uh, passed away about f uh, five, six years ago. My dad was always kind of environmentally conscious. He'd pick up pop cans. You know, he grew up in the UK uh, during World War II. Okay. And I, and I said to my wife, Elizabeth, I just like, so why my dad's name was Harold, by the way. And, and okay. do you know any, by the way, do you know any Harold's? I've, I've got a very, very close family friend. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's basically my uncle. His name is Harold. Yeah. My wife's who, uncle. Who, who names their kid Harold? Like, yeah. really? Come on. Anyway, that was my dad. And, and, you know, I have these vivid memories of, of people driving by and say, tossing a McDonald's bag out the window. My dad in the early seventies would just, he'd go bananas. Like he was that, right? So yeah. Why him and not somebody else? Anyway, we don't have to answer that question. I just think it's well, this. Well, I, I would retort with a similar story. When I was, yeah. um, you know, 20 years old, I went down to, uh, my uncle lives in Belize City. And so I went down and traveled down there for a couple months by myself down in, in Belize and Guatemala and Honduras. And I was on a bus. Yeah, you're, break, you're breaking my heart, Cody. You're breaking my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a bus uh, to Honduras and we pulled over and everybody, you know, they always, the, the kids sell food through the windows. Everyone, you stay in the bus, you buy your food, everything comes on the plates with the napkins and the, and the drinks. Every single person on that bus finished their food and threw it out the window. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I you know, it blew my mind. And I was doing there my broken Spanish. I was like, no, no bueno. I said, no bueno. They'd be smiling. They're like, they have no idea what I'm trying to say. And I just pointing and, you know, you're driving along. It's just, just garbage everywhere. And it's like, you know, there's environmental impacts, but it's also like, you know, do you not like, do you want to live and see that everywhere? I, I mean, it just doesn't make sense to well, me. Well, yeah, just the just the just the visual of it alone is is really hard to come to terms with. And you got to think, okay, there's patterns. It was learned behavior. Uh, this is where where you know is is education the panacea? Is that going to change the world? Well, certainly, it's going to change the conversation and mm -hmm. and awareness, right? And this is what's again so beautiful about your film. And I hope I hope you make tons of money off educational licensing. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I haven't I haven't even thought about that until you said it. But um, <laughs> well, one thing, one put, thing I did put make, that on your to do list. Yeah, one thing I made sure to do though is 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 do a clean version because uh, Sean, in typical sort of uh, Newfoundland <laughs> fashion, his casual swearing is 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 yeah is yeah. Fine, what's so. the what's the f word per minute uh, quotient in this film? I don't it's know. Gotta be but, pretty, it's got to be pretty high. No, there's not that many. But we, but I did, I did make sure to um, do a clean version so that uh, I mean, just so my kids could watch it. You know, my kids are eight, eight and six, and um, and you know, also so we can have it on CBC at different times. Um, right, right. When it goes on TV. Uh, well, you know channel. what? I'm, I'm, I, I, I grew up working in construction, and uh, I think it's, it's just, it's an adjective.
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. And amongst many, 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 many other things as well. Hey, I, I really love, I mean, uh, I want to hear about, uh, and I don't want to go too technical, I don't think, but t- tell me about the writing. Like, so you go in, you meet this guy because he approaches you to make a video. So so it's just really interesting from an, a, a filmmaking yeah. perspective, a storytelling perspective. You kind of found the story by accident, which I think a lot of yeah. great docs are like that. Yeah. Did it just all sort of unfold around you or, or, or were there more intentional decisions you made along the way as well? No, there's a lot of it that's, um, I mean, I wouldn't say planned out, but like Sean was just, you know, cleaning up and doing his thing. But, you know, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't doing like a a massive amount of things. Like we weren't following him like on a, on a quest and he was always busy. I mean, I had to keep talking to him about what he was doing. Like, you know, what do you want to do? Like, you know, and well, let's go. He has an idea to go clean this up. Why don't you follow me here? And other things happened that were, you know, like he got a phone call and this family wanted to donate something to him and he didn't know what it was. So he said, I think you should meet me here. And, you know, a lot of these things happen you know, very naturally, but uh, we also have to plan out our time because we don't live in the same town. We're an hour away. Twillingate is five hours away. And, you know, we only have so much time and money. So we would, you know, we'd go out there and we'd just try and keep ourselves busy. So, you know, with regarding, with regards to the, the story and the time and the timeline, I mean, I just sort of um, thought about it like the bit, you know, the basis of drama is like, you know, what, what do you, what does the character want and what are the things that get in their way, you know? And so I wasn't creating any of those things, but you know, we're, it's, it, I told them from the very beginning, we're not doing a 90 minute promo for clean harbors initiative. So like, you know, you gotta open up, you gotta let us know, um, you know, how hard this is on your, with your financials and your relationship. And, and so you just start following different little things and hoping for, uh, for gold, I guess. And, and, um, then, you know, my editor and I, we would, uh, his office would be plastered with post-it notes. And these are all the things that I know about and different things that I wanted because initially I, I pitched it to doc channel as, uh, a film about three people, in the world that are all doing something about ocean plastics. And Sean is our one guy that I know we have. And so, and they, in their wisdom um, said, you know, that's great, but those three people have to meet organically, not that's a way that's put together by the filmmakers. And so, you know, I was like, that's very true. I mean, he's not just going to, you know, I was talking to a guy in Hawaii who works with Parley for the oceans. And there's a guy in, in, in Sweden who's done some great work and um, it's like Sean with no money and, and hasn't left the island in 10 years is not just going to meet these people somewhere. So eventually it just came down to let's focus on our own backyard and our own story and just see how far we can take this. And, and, and so, yeah, you just, you know, a lot of it is the things that were written on the wall there at Justin's office, they're all ideas and a lot of them didn't work out, but a lot of them did. I, I, I love, um, again, this notion of a, a drop in the ocean, 
Mm. The drop in the ocean of dropping in an old white wall tire that's eventually going to decompose and get into the 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 shellfish, you know, uh, ecosystem is is really remarkable from a drop in the ocean perspective. But also this idea of again back to I want to I want to hammer this one home. This idea of changing the world, and here you are as a filmmaker you know, your drop in the ocean, you know, and this idea of staying in our own backyard really is quite remarkable. My life's been around, you know, circled around international development mm -hmm. and people will say, oh, you know, extreme poverty, malaria. I don't know what to do about that. Well, hang on. How about heading to Twilling Gate Harbor? And, yeah. and, and, and maybe you don't need a scuba suit, but maybe there's a way to, to step in. And did, did you see that? Did you see that this could potentially become sort of a part of that next generation's voice this film this story no i mean i never you don't think about that when you're doing it you're just trying to make the best film you can and and you know my my process like many many people i think is uh is confidence and doubt and confidence and doubt you know interesting and, oh yeah i mean every everybody i've ever uh you know admired talks like that you know and and maybe i think sometimes if you're too confident then you're then you're just maybe you're not trying hard enough or you're you're you know the last thing you want to be is cocky or whatever but not taking en you're not taking enough risks right yeah there's just something i don't know um i find with different shoots like even commercial shoots or something if you're suit if you got your plan and you just stick to it and you're just you know nothing's gonna change your mind then you get in the editing room and you go shit i forgot something like uh i didn't i wasn't open enough on the day you know right um, right look around how come i didn't shoot more of this or more of that or how come we got didn't it. keep the camera rolling for another 20 seconds it's all i needed or it happens all the time right so um I think, yeah, you don't think about that when you're in the middle of it. We were just trying to make sure that we that we got enough um, with Sean, and and I was I was um, I, I guess sometimes I didn't know if Sean could carry it enough, right? You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, then yeah. After Makes a while, sense. when you cut it together, you realize how charming he is, and his his smile is infectious, and his you know just there's he's really real and Stanin oh. is very real you know the, and, the, the authenticity really comes through the transparency of it all and and just how it it kind of i i guess kind of all of this just sort of unfolded around them i i love the fact that he took the plunge without yeah. even really thinking about it in a yeah. way yeah like hang on i can do something about it therefore i'm going to <laughs> yeah and 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 i mean there's there's not that many people that actually swim around these harbors like i mean you know you could see some trash a lot of the harbors you can actually just see it right from walking the wharf right some of these course, ones yeah. the wharfs are gone right they're the wharfs are have been destroyed and that's why there's so much stuff there from years of these guys throwing stuff off the the wharf so where the wharf used to be on both sides is just full of tires and fishing gear and bottles, car, and cans, car batteries, batteries and all this stuff. And so, but there's not that many people that actually swim around there. So Sean harvesting, right. um, sea urchin in, in quite shallow water, which they do. He was the one who always saw it. And I think, you know, yeah, he just got to a point there where he had, he was out of work. He was on EI and he just said like, you know, I got to do this. And if, as, as soon as I show this to the public, it's all going to work out and da da da. Well, it, it took two years <laughs> and he's still struggling. I mean, it's, it's, and he's it's hard. Like he's, you know, even though he got a little money by the end of the film, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, right. um, you know, it's not enough. 
you know, I don't know when it'll be enough, but, um, you know, it, it was something that he had to do. I love, I love, uh, the, the, the shot early on in the film of how much money's left in his bank account. We won't, we won't, we won't call that out right now as a spoiler alert, uh, just to be on that, that be sensitive to that. But it's, yeah. again, it just, it just shows you what, what, what might be involved if, if you really truly do want to, you know, roll up your sleeves and, and, and really, uh, sorry, I ha- had to say it, dive in, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a challenge, but I think what's beautiful is, and is, is he does it. And he sticks to it and he is making a difference. And I think that's, that's the huge, the huge takeaway for me. Um, can you talk a little bit about, uh, the, the filmmaking? There's so many, the cinematography is stunning. There's so many beautiful shots. And I mean, I'm just thinking of the, the, the crab in the net and the knife, that whole sequence, the the tire, the tire montage, if I can call it that is just, Mm, yeah, it's, it's mind boggling. It's frightening. And yet kind of, uh, absurdly beautiful. Yeah. If, and if I don't know even know if Sean knew that there was a net there. I mean, he chose that, that place for us to clean up. Like, you know, I mean, he was in charge of where we we're going and what we we're doing. Like I said, I didn't tell him what to do. I just, and often when he'd ask me things that we should do, I, or, you know, with, I don't know, interviews or whatever it was, I'd say like it politely, I'd say like, I'm not your manager. I'm just trying to document this. So you do you right. But he took us to that spot. And he started cleaning up a few tires and a few pieces of garbage. And, and all of a sudden he pulls up, he, he says, you know, there's a whole bunch of nets right here. And you're like, where? I mean, we can't see them. That's the whole thing that people said multiple times in the film. They said out of sight, out of mind. I mean, sure enough, he right, was standing right. with this huge net that had been thrown overboard years ago. And, and funny enough, uh, it was, it was all burnt. So you'd think, Somebody like threw it possibly in the winter or something. And then they tried to light it on fire and then it just went out and eventually sunk. And it's, it's only 10 feet from the shore. Right. And so, yeah, he just said, there's a whole bunch of nets right here and he pulls up and there's this huge net and we towed it out with the truck. And um, sure enough, there's live crab caught in it. One of them had his missing arm and he, you know, these things were just sitting there. I mean, how they, they were trapped there. And uh, so all that is, it's all just yeah, my- happened by accident. And that's the beauty of documentary. I love that, right? You know, there's certain times because I, if, I don't know if you know the ratio, which is approximate, but the, the ratio for documentary is 100 to 1. You know, you shoot 100 minutes for every minute that's on screen. And that's, you know, that's insane to think of how many rabbit holes you go down or how many things that you try. Often I've been uh, thinking like in the middle of making this, I was going, God, I'd like to just write some, imagine writing something and then shooting it. Wow. That'd be nice. You know, um, because I do fiction and I do want to get back to fiction as well. I love both. Um, but, uh, you know, the beauty of documentaries that you don't know what's going to happen. You got to be open to anything. You got to be ready. Um, and you're more, uh, you're kind of, I mean, you're clearly a storyteller. Absolutely. But, but almost a bit, a bit of a journalist in a way. Not, yeah. not, not necessary. I mean, you're in, it's, it's about discovery and, yes. and about investigation, I suppose. Right. Especially in, in a case like this, when it just came out of the blue for you, it's, uh, yeah, yeah it's I'm quite curious. Horrible. I love learning. I mean, I learn every day, you know, whether it's reading or research or, um, even with, you know, filmmaking or whatever, but this, it like, when I was a kid, my, we, my parents had this, um, 
this old wood stove, but like a wood stove that, you know, from the 1800s that you'd cook in, you know, where like a, you'd cook on top of this wood, beautiful wood stove. And I remember the day I'm, I must've been six or something, but I remember the day that they, that somebody came and took it away. And then shortly after, I think we had traded, we traded the wood stove for a complete set of encyclopedias. And you know, my parents are both very intelligent. It's my dad's birthday today, by the way. Um, nice. He's Happy 73 uh, today, you know, with this, this will probably come out quite later, but it's May 7th and that's his birthday. So happy birthday. Um, but my What's parents, his name? Are, his name is Pat Westman, but uh, you know, they're both very intelligent. They both love to read and they, they love to, you know, just look stuff up. When I was a kid, you know, if we didn't know anything, what, you know, what it was, we'd go look it up. And this is obviously before the internet, we go look it up in the yeah, encyclopedia, right. you know, and Trivial Pursuit was one of our like favorite things, yeah. with, you know, yeah, a fan. Yeah. couple families and everything get together. And so there's just this curiosity there, I think that I still imagine, use. Cody, imagine going to a book to find something out. How peculiar. I know. <laughs> I, know. I was telling my kids about that the other day, about the library and that's what we have, we used to do. And I mean, now we literally have "Hey Google" in our house, and like, I mean, I, uh, I'd have to ask my mother this. I'm pretty sure we had a set of encyclopedias that our dog ate all the backing off of. They were on the bottom shelf of a bookshelf, yeah, and it must have been the glue. And so we lost. You remember the way you'd get, you know, whatever Britannica encyclopedia, and it'd be like A to C, and then yeah. D to F, right? Yeah. yeah, is that the same set? You oh guys yeah. Had? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was great. It, Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty charming. Yeah. Hey, music plays a significant role in your film. Again, the music is, is so good. It just, it's, it's, it's not manipulative at all. I it just, I found it pulled me in and it's also just super hopeful. Yeah. You know, right. Right. Yeah. You, you strike me, you and Sean strike me as, as people who are hopeful. How do you, how do you push back against the, I don't know, the, the the cynicism the fact that he didn't get the funding that he it's mm. hard right that, yeah maybe it, it's it's a challenge I've I've been playing music for thirty two years I mean behind me there's many guitars um, cool. I went to music yeah. school you know nice. um, after high school and and um, and I just you know I I love music and I also had a great composer you know Adam Foran is a very talented guy but I I sat with Adam and um, you know really worked them on this probably to the point of being annoying, but you know, um, it's just, yeah. And, and there's that, there's that thing too, where like, we didn't want it to be, you know, just because it's set in Newfoundland, it's not diddly D it's not jigs all the time. Right. You know? Right. Um, but it's not the exact opposite of that either. And just like piano and just something that, that doesn't, you know, um, represent the landscape at all. So we just, we really did a little, we, we met in the middle there's just a real subtle hint of like violin and, and uh, real, like uh, you'd never know that there's accordion in the film because the, because the, the accordion was just used as a long drone. Just nice. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's the accordion. That's breathing, cool. Breathing, you know? So, um, that's cool. yeah, we, you know, it's very important to me that and the sound design and, um, sitting in with all these guys. I mean, I was, I'm really excited because, uh, the guy who mixed the film, he's mixed like Narcos and Sharkwater and um, cool, nice. You know, from Company Three in Toronto, and so you know, there's programs out there now that are such high quality. Um, 
cost us like 500 bucks for the session, but you know, this is me sitting in on a live mixing session with these guys. And, and, um, so I, I, you know, I took all that to, to heart and just, 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 uh, you have one shot at it. Right. So let's, yeah. let's, yeah. let's do it. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful. It, it really, uh, it comes through in the film. And I think what I also love, uh, love about your film, I love a lot about it, as you can probably tell, but that it's, it's absolutely worth a second and a third viewing. And I think this is what I mean about, I mean, any great book, any great film, any great piece of art, it's worth going back to and revisiting. There's a lot going on in this and, and I really mean it, but what I said about right. the educational licensing and, you know, it, that's it, interesting. It, yeah. Every, everybody needs to see this film and what's beautiful is it's coming out of Eastern Canada, you know? This has got yeah. global, seriously, global implications. Hey, tell me about some of those global implications. You're at Hot Docs, yeah, world world premiere. I think, yes. yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that experience. People are going to be hearing this post Hot Docs, no doubt. But yeah, how is yeah. how is the audience reacted to the film? What's going on there? Well, it's 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 an honor to be selected, you know, at Hot Docs. So we Absolutely. actually yeah. we actually um, sent them a rough cut to get in because we were just we we're the deadline had come and passed. I think they even gave us an extension on the deadline because they liked the idea. Um, and we, they nice. still took us. That's pretty affirming. Um, yeah, which was really cool, you know, um, excuse me, but so, you know, it, it's an honor to, to be premiering there. there. There's some great films that have come out of there, but you know, woe is me. We don't get to travel this year. So, I mean, I'm doing the entire festival from my office chair and yeah. you know, that's, yeah. It, it, everybody's in the same boat, but it's, yeah, um, of course that's a little unfortunate, but you know what? It's still, we're in, we're in great company. And, and I mean, there's two days left in the festival and, and, and we're, you know, knock on wood, we're, we're like second place for audience choice. Um, wow. Amazing. Well, it's six overall, but like second place for this Rogers award and everything. It just, it means a lot that people are watching it. People are voting and, and um, you know, people, it, it it's doing something for them, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, that's so cool. Con- congratulations. I Thank wish, you. wish you all the success in the world with it. And, and where's it, where's it, do you, do you know yet where it's going to land ultimately where people are going to be able to see it? I mean, this, this, on, this interview is going to be online for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was you- produced in conjunction with uh, the documentary channel. Like they're our main, you know, that's where that's producer, the library. funder, everything so um doc channel has it in canada for six years and 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 you know we're we're happy about that and then because of this because of covid last year you know screwing everything over including the hot docs festival they did a thing on cbc called hot docs at home and so um that was where they played all these hot docs films on cbc uh and cbc gem so you know later on in the summer it'll be um It'll be on Doc Channel, CBC, Gem, other festivals. You know, we're we've applied to a bunch. Um, we there's a couple that we can't announce yet, but it's pretty it's nice. pretty exciting. Uh, trying to get cool. over into Europe, and then actually just starting right now uh, this week and the next for the next you know ten days, it's playing uh, in Edmonton at the Northwest Fest. So that's that's really Amazing. cool too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super, super cool. You deserve all the accolades, man. Honestly, it's a, it's a great, important and, 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 and really fun and, and beautiful film. Uh, sadly, we got to wrap up here in a, in a, in a minute or two. I could yeah. honestly, Cody, I could, could chat, chat with you all day on this <laughs> stuff. Uh, it's, it's, um, the Kennedy quote is, is, is really wonderful. I mean, I laughed out loud when I saw it. I don't, I don't think I've seen that quote quite 
uh, put that way, or maybe it just resonated with me. Yeah. I mean, it's a different context, but it, you know, it's, uh, I, I, you know, it, it just, it, it is. Can we tell them what the quote is? Should we? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one person can change the world and no, no, one, one person can make it a difference. Make a difference. And everyone should try. And everyone should try. That was the beat that I'd never really seen before. And it was perfect. I don't know if it was the editing or the music or what, but it just sank in in a whole new way for me. And and I just so love that that's one of the many messages of your film. Any great doc, any great film is layered. You got a whole lot going on in this film, Cody. It's really, really quick. I I appreciate that. And that's really, you know... um, I hope that that's the reaction everywhere. I mean, you just you just go and 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 you do it blindly, and you you, you try yeah. to just, just do your best that you can. And um, yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm a bit you know meticulous and everything, and 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 so eventually, like my friend Justin, who edited the film, uh, he he said, um, films are never finished; they're abandoned. Like you know, totally. you, we we could keep working on this for for months, you know, and just trying something, letting it sit with us for a week or two weeks and then try something else. And then, you know, uh, but ultimately oh, totally. you only had 88 minutes. It's a hard 88 minutes, uh, with doc channel. And, you know, so you just, it's just a puzzle. I tell people it's a, a doc is a, is a puzzle that could be put together a thousand ways. A thousand ways. You yeah. Know? I can't tell you how many, I mean, I've interviewed a lot of filmmakers. I bet, I bet our film, our, our interview here will be about like five sixty or something. And, and the, 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 one of the messages is that usually the story is not what the filmmaker thought they were going to end up with going in, especially when a project spans three to five to seven years. And that's not all that unusual as right, you know, in right. document, the documentary world, but, but, uh, yeah, well, it's remarkable. I love what you've wound up with. Heller Clean Water is the title. you got to see this film, everyone. <laughs> and and it, uh, fi- coming soon, at least, to a digital theater near you. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. We, we've been talking to Cody Westman here today on Face to Face. Cody, thanks thanks so much for taking the time today. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too, David. It's a great, great chat, man. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com.
the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.